That's right, kiddo. Show number two on a Monday. Before, we had an awesome guest talking all about tech and blockchain and NFTs. But right now, I got an even crazier awesome guest that has an amazing book coming out via Ahoy Comics. It is called Snelson. Yeah, man. I'm happy to introduce the one and only Paul Constant. Yeah. What's hey. up? How are you? Yeah. I'm all right. Thank you. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for actually joining me today and to talk about the greatness of this fantastic book that I actually had an opportunity to read just earlier today. Uh, okay. Thanks to Hannah, you know, a super fan for, for hooking this up today. And, and oh, David, they're, the best. Oh, they, they, they're amazing people, man. And, and definitely uh, showing the love to Comic Crusaders are hunting. So I hope that we make you proud when you hook us up with these fantastic opportunities. <laughs> so again, I'm your host, I'm mega owner of uh, and host of uh, Comic Crusaders Podcast and the ComicCrusaders.com website as, long, as well as the UndercoverCapes.com website, my extended podcast family. And Paul, you know, again, you have a fantastic book yeah. out that's going to be coming out in August called Snelson, uh, kind of a slice of life. It's comedy. I mean, you know, comedy is dying. It's kind of how it goes. And man, uh, do I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly as a big fan of <laughs> End up comedy and, and the things that are going on. I understand the the, the, the narratives nowadays, but that shouldn't hurt comedy because comedy was actually one of those avenues that actually did help bring the truth of, of the situation with a slice of humor. But people mm-hmm. don't want to laugh anymore mm-hmm. at, at, at serious things. How dare they? <laughs> so, Paul, a little bit about yourself, man. Where are you hailing from? Uh, I'm from Maine originally. Uh, oh, really? You're an East Coaster. There you go. Yeah, okay. yeah. East Coaster. Is born and raised in Maine and uh, grew up there. And uh, uh, pretty much as soon as I could get out of Maine, I went to Boston. And then I moved to Seattle in the year 2000. I've been here ever since. So. Wow, um, man. 21 years on the West Coast, man. How is that with it? I, I love it. I would, I would, you know, respect, but I would never go back to the East Coast. I'm much more <laughs> of a West Coaster. <laughs> I get to listen, I grew up in New York and, and then I, I spent several years in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Uh-huh. So I was in Blackstone, Mass, and okay. then uh, and hit up Wounds, Woonsocket. Let me say that right because if they say <laughs> you know, they try to uh, get at you over it. Yeah, they're going to come for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They take those names seriously, folks. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. So. That transition, man, how, how was it really overall moving from east to west, you know, and, and were you a creator at that time, you know, and how was that challenging? If, well, if- I was I was a bookseller at the time, actually. I, okay. I worked at a Borders in Boston, and then I came out to Seattle and started working at a bookstore called Elliott Bay Book Company. Um, and uh, so so the creator side was pretty much out of it. I, I loved the West Coast. And living in Boston, it just felt like everybody thought they were the center of the universe, you know? Okay. I just, like laid back everybody's a little more laid back here and uh and you know the weather i can't i can't handle the winter anymore i hate driving in the winter so this is all this is all great and it was actually easier for me to become a writer out here than i think it would have been on the east coast um so yeah talk a bit about that so what, what was it about the west coast that inspired you then to, to become that writer if you will well, I, I always wanted to write, but uh, I didn't want to have to, uh, you know, uh, kind of kiss ass all the way up the media chain, I guess. Yeah. So I uh, um, I got a job at an alternative weekly out here called The Stranger uh, about five years after I moved here. And it was much easier for me to go from like an intern to the 
in charge yeah. of the book section and all that. Um, I didn't have to, you know, go to a fancy Ivy League school or anything like that. It was it was pretty much, you know, they they liked me. They liked what I was writing. So it was it was it was much easier than like if I were to try the same thing at the Village Voice. I'm sure I'd still be getting somebody's coffee, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, coffees and bagels, that bacon, egg, and cheese, you know? Hey, I get it, hey, man. I do miss those. <laughs> Listen, though, they're not, not better than a bacon, egg, and cheese from New York, all right? Uh, I know. I agree. Yorker, you know that. That and the pizza. Come on now. I mean, yeah. that's how these things. I remember we living in Mass. I asked for a roll, and they looked at me like I was insane. What the hell do you mean by a roll? <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff. Hey, you yeah. know, th- that's what it is. So, all right. So let's get into that journey, though, that creative journey. So you you, you move east to west. Um, you know, you, you're doing what you got to do. You know, where was that itch coming from and how did you scratch it, if you will? <laughs> well, I was <laughs> I was always I mean, I learned how to read on on comic books when I was like three. Um, you know, so what was your flavor at three? What was your flavor for comics at three? Oh, uh, Charlie Brown. And, Charlie. Uh, nice. Charlie Brown and Superman. Yeah, those are my two. Those are my two growing up. Uh, nice. And uh, yeah, and then I, you know, like I, I think I read uh, the Burn Claremont X Men when I was like five, or I was way too young. Like Wolverine scared the hell out of me when I was a kid, <laughs> but I kept reading. So you know, I, I always, uh, I was a big reader, um, and I always wanted to write comics. I wasn't sure how to go about that. And I I just like writing in general. So I get this job at this newspaper writing about books. I love books. And, uh, um, and from there, like they, they assigned me to cover the 2012 presidential campaign between Obama and Romney. And uh, yeah, so I went around the country following them and, um, and I'm really interested in politics and, and all that. So that was super great. And, um, eventually along the way, um, uh, Tom Pyre, who's the editor in chief now of Ahoy Comics, but he was also the editor of, uh, uh, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol at Vertigo. Uh, yeah, he wrote a bunch of great comics. Um, great guy. He, um, he was living in Seattle and he really liked my writing for The Stranger, my books writing. And, uh, when he started Ahoy, he reached out to me and asked me, well, first, if I knew any artists in Seattle uh, who might like to draw comics, but he also asked me if I had any pitches. And so I pitched him my first book, Planet of the Nerds, um, which was an idea oh. I'd had for a long time. And uh, and he liked it and, and we got started. So I was kind of a late bloomer. I mean, I was in my 40s, but... Uh, wow, it's never too late, kiddo. Look, I love That's it. Right. <laughs> in your 40s and you start your, your comic book career i mean how much that's inspiring bro awesome hey listen I, i'm obviously in my 40s it's black up here but it's white here <laughs> it's distinguished hey, hey listen that's what i told wifey right because he's always yeah. tells me hey, can you die i'm like nah man it's distinguished you know yeah it's, yeah it's salt and pepper still it ain't that bad come on now stop yeah it. yeah it's just a little <laughs> wisdom right so where did that inspiration come, you know, from that first project, Planet of the Nerds? You said you had it. I mean, where did it, where does the inspiration come from and why that specific, you know, narrative, if you will? Well, I was I was thinking about like uh, uh, Back to the Future and things like that, you know, because I loved that when I was a kid. Um, uh, and I was thinking about how, you know, Back to the Future had taken place now. Um, it would have been like, you know, my childhood would have been would have been the time they were coming from. So. Uh, Planet of the Nerds is about uh, uh, three jocks from the 1980s uh, uh, who get frozen uh, cryogenically, accidentally cryogenically frozen, and then they get thawed in the modern day. 
and they're shocked. Like the first thing they come across is a is a uh, comic book convention. So they think, you know, the world's been taken over by nerds, which it has. <laughs> and so they, they don't know what to do. You know, it's like for them, it's like a dystopian, you know, hellhole because like everybody's got computers. They're like nerds and, and it's horrible and all that. So uh, it was a really neat way to uh think about things that have changed over time because like one of the first things they do is they get to this convention and they get into a fist fight and somebody calls the cops and i was just thinking uh, like what the difference is between the cops in the 1980s and like this you know swat team comes out and you know and they they just start like tear gassing everyone and and i'm like oh my god we do we live in like a dystopian future so it was a great way to sort of compare the compare and contrast the the times. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Because what I think about is, you remember that Hulk Hogan movie when he was about to punch somebody and he goes, "You hit me, I'm going to sue you." He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, I'm going to call my lawyer. <laughs> like, go ahead and <laughs> wouldn't even get. He wasn't even going to get into it. Like, I'll sue you, kid. <laughs> that, that, that was a bigger insult than I'll beat you up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. So, so you, you you do plan of the nerd, and, and then now you know you get into Snelson. I mean, again, this is right. I mean, is this your second project or is this your your third? What yeah, is I've, done, I've done some short stories for for Ahoy, but this is the second uh, full length full length book for him. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And, and how is that process for you? You know, coming into it later in life, and mm-hmm. now okay, I'm writing comics. Was it an easy transition for you to kind of understand? understand and navigate the scope of, of, of doing this now or this landscape yeah it was i think you know i i wrote a lot of comics in high school with friends of mine you know like we did mini comics and stuff like that so i was i was kind of familiar with the process and how it worked um but yeah it was it was it was pretty easy uh tom was a great you know editor he helped me through all this and he's been working in comics since the 80s so he he had all the uh you know he was able to answer any question i had and he sort of guided me through the process and you know like there's no there is no better drug for me than getting a page back from an artist you know it's just like it was like the dopamine levels were off. <laughs> it was like the top of my head blew off the first time. Cause you know, it's, it's always so much better than I imagined it would look. And so I just got hooked right away. Um, like, uh, like who needs the license to go buy a legal weed when you have yeah. a book art coming your way? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. My inbox is my dealer right now. It's amazing. So. <laughs> Hey man, hopefully that dealer ain't charging you some crazy prices, all right? So No, my dealer's paying me. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So when it came to building your team, you know, because you uh-huh. said that actually did you know any artist is that did you have to build your 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 creative team, you know, you know, like your artists and your your letterer and your colorist and all that? Yeah, um, well, uh Ahoy is is very uh writer first right like it comes you you have a pitch and then and then you sort of assemble the team around the pitch and so for like planet of the nerds uh it was really important that we get somebody who's great at facial expression so um uh so we got uh an artist named alan robinson who's spectacular for that but then uh snelson was a little more like you said slice of life a little more realism but you also you don't want to have a comic that's all talking heads right so uh so Tom knew this artist named uh, Fred Harper, who's done some work for DC, and he's uh, also a political cartoonist and all that. And he's just amazing because he does these, like, it's almost a caricature, right? But it's also super realistic 
but then he can do some weird stuff that like um, he can make like a, you know, a, a bunch of people sitting around a table at a diner look like the the freakiest thing you've seen in a, in a comic book in years, <laughs> you know? Um, so it was really important that we get somebody, uh, somebody great. And once, once we had Fred on board, he really, he's a, he's a huge comedy nerd. He lives in New York and he does, uh, he knows the scene. You should have him on the podcast. He, he's like, he's, he's in with the stand up comedy crowd. So he, um, oh, he he's really he was the only person once i started writing um he was the only person who could have drawn it and it's just amazing and then the the color colorist we have lee lawfridge and he's um it's tricky finding somebody who can work with uh fred because he's he's so he's he like i said the realism fantasy thing right and and so we had to get somebody who made the um made the weird stuff look normal and the normal stuff look weird and lee lee is great at that like if he were uh if he was a uh, working on a movie set he would be like an ace lighter li- uh, light you know light artist um cuz he's just Talk he's about weird this cover <laughs> man, i'm like what the hell <laughs> this cover cracked me the hell up. I'm like, okay, this is Nelson, folks, right here. That's him. I, That's the man. I ain't too far away from having that type of top. So, <laughs> bro, with the cow, you know, he's basically almost talking into the cow's butthole, if you will. Yep. You know, yep. not the cow taking shots. I mean, great. This image here is like, yeah, is he getting screwed? Because that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> it's like, what's going <laughs> on here, bro? Who is Nelson? Who the... Who... Who kind of inspired this character that you created here? He's great, but obviously, you know, we'll get into it, but he's going to go through some shit, apparently. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, a lot of a lot of people I went to high school with, actually, back in Maine uh, on Facebook who are uh, sort of stuck in the 90s, right? Like, they think the 90s were the best time ever and and all that. And it's like, well, no, you were just young. And, and uh, you know, so, like... I, I just really wanted to have somebody. So Snelson is a stand-up comedian who almost hit it big in the 1990s. He uh, he oh. he he had a pilot made. You know, it was everybody was trying to find the next Seinfeld. So he had a pilot made. He uh, you know maybe went out on a date with Janine Garofalo because that's what all the rumors yeah, say. Yeah, they mentioned that. that yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh and then you know he just didn't make it and he's just been like on this downward trajectory ever since and like a lot of people i know especially a lot of like you know 40-ish year old white guys on facebook it's not them who did the wrong you know like they're not the the the, they're the aggrieved party and everybody else is the is the cause of that failure so I just really wanted to sort of like go after sort of my own generation's failings, I think, yeah, uh, yeah. with this character, this sort of self-important, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm great. So obviously the whole world is wrong, uh, kind of a thing. And so, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the reason behind Snelson, I think. So again, you did this as a five issue, uh, series, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, and the way to explain it is the misadventures of a washed-up comedian <laughs> whose career peaked when Dawson's Creek was <laughs> still on air. <laughs> also, that's my wife's favorite, one of my wife's favorite shows. I never uh-huh. watched one with her because I'm like so anti all that stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. And the book is coming out August 4th. I mean, you, ever had, you even had Pan Oswald talk about this. I mean, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was that was a big deal. Fred uh, Fred knew him from the uh, from the comedy scene, and he uh, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's it, it it was pretty huge. I was very excited when I saw that because he he liked it. You know, he liked he 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 got what we were trying to do because it's touchy, right? Because it's a book about a loser. Like I don't think he's a hero, you know. So like you don't want to you don't want to make him too sympathetic, but you also want people to read it and have fun. So uh, it's uh, it was a tricky balance writing. This you book. definitely get do get fun. You know, you see him perform his stand up, a couple of lines. What you see is you know his stick that he carries across multiple shows. But then you also get to meet his team because he has a team. Yeah, and, you know, he's trying to sell it now. Oh yeah, we're we're diverse. We're a diverse team. <laughs> I mean, everybody trying to push push something on narratives because they think that that you know that narrative is what's gonna sell for them. So mm-hmm. how did you come across with that? Come up with that kind of idea for him to be a part of that? Well, I I was I was thinking um, I was just thinking about the way that some some comedians or even some like you know corporations, right? It's like put the young kids in the front on social media. And they're, you know, they're not, they don't even have health insurance, right? Like, but you're using them as sort of a human shield. That's to, 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 <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's what those, that's what the kids are getting. So yeah, in this, in this, at the beginning of, uh, of, of the book, he's got a group of, uh, uh, you know, of, uh, young and, and diverse comedians who are on tour with him and they, they need the exposure that his bigger name can give them. And he, he's using them as like cover to say, look, I'm cool. Don't cancel me. And, uh, so he calls it the, uh, the get woke or die broke tour. And, uh, and then he just starts, he just starts screwing over the kids, you know, one by one. It's kind of like a, a horror movie a little bit, you know, and just the way he's, uh, in the way he's uh, screwing up these kids' lives in an attempt to stay relevant. I love that. When I read that shit, that was, again, this the comic book has those moments where you will find yourself laughing out loud, and that was one of them. Thank you. you. Know, I mean, uh, get woke, be broke. I'm like, holy shit. What? <laughs> I mean, I've actually seen this you know, on social media, but to see it from this narrative as a comedy kind of tour trope, you know, mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I love it because nowadays, you know, comedy is under attack. You mm-hmm. know, you, you do come from a political perspective. How do you feel about that? Do you feel that as well? well that comedy is under attack because maybe they don't understand the humor or maybe the humor is just, I don't know, just beyond some people maybe? I, don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's tricky, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of things at play that I think get mixed up with each other, right? Like, I think that like uh, people like to say that you know, that like Louis CK was canceled and, you know, and that gets thrown in with the, you can't make a joke anymore, but really Louis CK was like, he, he showed his, you know, he showed his junk to a bunch of women without their permission. And uh, so a lot of people decided they didn't like that. He's still making money. Like he's not been like erased from the, from the universe. Right. Like he lives in Paris. He's got a girlfriend He's making a ton of money doing stand up across Europe right now. So like if you want to see more Louis CK comedy, then you can. It doesn't mean that he's a victim of cancel culture. I think that there are, you know, um, situations where uh, where people don't feel safe saying something that they think. And I think that's uh, that can be dangerous for sure. Right. I I think that's I think that's what you're talking about. Right. Exactly, where you can't speak your mind. I mean, again, it's humor, folks. I mean, not that I mean it, but if you make sometimes making fun of a situation 
does bring it to the forefront, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, just, just with humor, you know, it's yeah. not that it's funny, you know, but, you know, you could laugh at the situation and be like, okay, this is the situation. It's it's funny because it's just kind of effed up, like, wow, this is really still going on today. But, of yeah. course, you, you could use that as an avenue to really bring about discussion, I think. Uh, but a lot of people is that you can't even discuss this in a humorous way because, oh, no, now now you're being offensive. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, I'm well, a comedy, always been, and I would defend comedy, you know, to the day I die because I get it. I mean, it's just making light of situations in order to bring it into conversation. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also, you know, it's also changing. Like, if sometimes you watch a movie from like the late nineties or something. And there's like something like super homophobic and the joke is just like, Oh, gay people are funny or something. You know what I mean? Like, like it. It, it does change over time. And so like, I think that there's something to be said for like, I'm going to make a lazy joke where the joke is someone's, you know, gender or, or uh, whatever. And that, that, I don't think that can be the punchline, but you can make any number of like really good jokes about these things. And, and it totally works. So I, it's. I agree. See, because I'm part. I don't believe in that cancer culture stuff because I think people need to also understand when the content came out and what was going on then. Yeah. So to you know, don't cancel it. Learn from it and see how we've grown from then till now. Where yeah. I mean, now is not okay. That was okay then, and you know that's what it was. You know, not that it was okay, but that's what it was then. Yeah. And then you yeah. see the growth of change that, that yeah. we evolved into the now, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. To hide that doesn't mean it didn't happen. You understand right. me? So let right. it be shown. I mean, are, are you down with that? Like with that kind of mentality? Like, yo, that's what it was then. Let it be shown so you can see the growth that we've had since then, though. You know, now it's Absolutely, not okay. Yeah. I'm not telling you it's okay, but it's like that was then. Just a comparison for comparison's sake. If you delete it, I mean, what do you have to compare to? Are you going to again try to sell the narrative that we were politically correct back then, <laughs> which we weren't? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you can't, you can't like cover over the past. I mean, if you look at like, um, you know, I think blazing saddles is hilarious, right? Like I don't think that shit would not be able to come out today. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Peele couldn't have made get out when blazing saddles was, you know what I mean? So it's like a continuum, but I don't think we should like throw blazing saddles in a vault or something and never show it to anyone. I just think it's, you know, like it was, it was, it was, made in a specific time when when these things were funny and some of them are still funny because they're really great jokes um yes, a lot of these stereotypes most people hate to admit it but a lot of the stereotypes are true puerto ricans do like knives we do like to throw chanclas our moms you know what i mean we do love our rice and beans i mean there's yeah. some truth to those things so mm. you know Laugh at them. It's just you know. Come on now. I I I don't get insulted like that. I'm a child from that era, so you know. Yeah. I always tell my daughters like you grew up in the zero generation because she was born in what 2001. You know what I mean? Oh wow. Well. Yeah. I'm I'm a dude from the 75, so I grew up as video games were coming into the forefront. Right. Uh-huh. We were still with that generation that played outside, and then computers came to our lives when we were in our teens in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was 76. So. You know, we grew up into that digital generation, though. You know what yeah. I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, we navigate it. We are that last generation that knows what it is to play outside and also have the digital landscape. Whereas yeah. nowadays, kids just, you know, all they got is the digital landscape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we get into that a little bit in this book, too, how, like, it can it can, it can can make you weird if it's a... Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of, like, digital, you know, radicalization and stuff yes. like that, you know, so... 
it's tough. You got to like watch your Minecraft game to make sure your kid doesn't become a Nazi or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's real because, you know, even the gaming communities nowadays, you know, they have and they own even e-commerce, if you will. It's becoming its own society. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's insane what social and gaming and, and comics and movies, we all, you know, instead of it putting us together, it's kind of dividing us further apart. That's not yeah. something you want. That's kind of the Comic Crusaders narrative here that bring everything together, you know? Yeah. One stop, you know, why not? So, you know, and, and I want to thank you for creating such a, a fun book, you know, that's a slice of life. Okay. You're talking about comedy. You, you you have that that generational type thing going on as well because you got an older comedian with the young cast and how do they mash? You know, I really can't wait to see because, you know, again, you know, it seems like Snelson is going to go through something because, you know, mm-hmm. again, folks, when you read this first issue, you know, something's going on with him and, and you know, at least towards the end, you find the stars like, okay, like how much worse can his life get yeah it seems like it's about to <laughs> unfortunately uh, yeah yeah it does it, it's uh yeah it's it's we 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 take him on a journey and maybe he has some self-reflection and maybe he doesn't you know that's the uh that's the that question journey, with this guy that journey that? with that journey that he that he has in this mm-hmm. does that come from anywhere as well have you maybe had someone in your life that maybe had gone through something similar and you could kind of say okay maybe take pieces of that um a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, uh, after, uh, yeah, it's something that I, uh, um, I have been on the sidelines of and I've seen people have, you know, health scares and things like that. There's, there's some of that in the book for sure. Um, and you know, I think that's something that happens more, uh, you know, when, when, when you get to be, I guess you're, you were born a year before me, when you get to be our age, you know, like you have friends who go in the hospital for something and it's like, Oh shit, this is serious. Like this isn't like falling off a bike when you're 23 or something like that, you know? So, um, and I think that's, that's part of the, the story of like being stuck in this, in this thing where you're not willing to accept that you're getting older. I think you're, um, at some point you've got to, because your friends start getting sick and like, it's, it's just like, I've lost, of friends already that I grew yeah. up with, you know, some younger than I, if you will, by a year or two, and to see what they've gone through, and then I'm still here, you know, you feel that hurt, like damn, you know, you know, such a young yeah. family. I mean, it's it's this, and life ain't easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you have a, a group of friends and you, know, you grew up together, and things just start going on. COVID hasn't been easy on anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've met folks that have passed, those that have survived, and, you know, it's been a tough year, uh, at least yeah. for me. Um, yeah. And again, you mentioned what you've been going through, but it obviously kept you productive in creating a cool story with Nelson, a five-issue series is going to come out from Ahoy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, for me, it's a slice of life. It has that comedy. If you guys are fans of both, I mean, I think you guys have something very special here, Paul. No, thank you. Thanks. I want to thank you for being so creative and, and bringing us something, again, that's different, because again, yeah, yeah, I love my superheroes, but you know, that gets stale over time and, and you want something more. So you're bringing this whole other thing to us. So uh, thank you for that. And, thank you. Um, Thanks. No, no, for real, bro. <laughs> the idea that Snelson, again, I'm just looking at the press with this. Snelson is struggling with the idea that he's a victim of cancel culture. I mean, something that's so fake nowadays, as we just discussed. Um, mm-hmm. Or even a guy not together. But I doubt that because, again, the character seems to be so cool. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, thank you. So what do we have else going on? I mean, you got the five issue series from Snelson, right? That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. I mean, what can we expect more from from the uh, constant verse? 
you know, uh, you stay constant on, on giving us some good stuff. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. I'm I'm still uh, I'm still I'm I'm working on something that I can't talk about just yet. I can't say I think that it's uh it's kind of the opposite of Snelson, which is good. You know, like I wanna I wanna alternate. I wanna do some like fun, lighthearted stuff along with the 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 satire, the slice of life stuff. So um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going at that. Um, uh, last year we um. We uh, sold the movie rights, the option for Planet of the Nerds to Paramount. Uh, Did? Oh, yeah. yeah. Congrats, kiddo. Thanks, awesome. yeah. Right yeah. here, bro. Let's, you know, actually, let's do it right there. There you go. You know, awesome stuff. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And uh, so hopefully, you know, like I... I didn't have any interest in writing the screenplay or anything like that. Cause I just love comics. I just want to keep working with comics and I'm hoping that, 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 uh, you know, that I'll be able to do more as it keeps going. Cause you know, like I was saying before we get on here, like there's, there's no better, uh, no better drug than getting a new comics page in from an artist in the inbox. It's just oh, yeah. like, it's, it never gets old for me. Like seeing what Fred like does with, with one of my scripts. It's just like, I write it out and I think I've got some, idea of what it's going to look like and then it's just it's always like a hundred times it's like the top of my head just blows off so uh, as long it. as i can keep chasing that dragon i'll, I'll be uh I'm, I'm i'm down for it yeah keep chasing the dragon brother because i love <laughs> what you're doing man you already made me a fan for sure no oh, uh, thank you enjoy this kind of stuff so before we go what's a piece of advice that you would love to leave you know with with somebody that maybe is trying to become a writer you know, especially doing this type of narrative as opposed to a superhero narrative. Like, what, what would you tell them to do? Well, I mean, you know, like like I said, my my story is is uh, is is not the traditional comic writer story. So I think it's just if you love to write, then um, write as much as you can, um, and don't worry. Like, if you can't get a foot in the door at a comic book company, then then just keep writing other things. Like, there's. I, I've been a journalist for a really long time, and uh, I know it doesn't seem like it would make sense, but writing a news story has lessons about structure that, that will inform you when you write comics later. So it's like, if you want to write, just write, uh, try to make money at it however you can, and then eventually, um, you know, just, just keep trying. And, and uh, you know, um, I think if you, if you learn how to be a professional, um, and to like be on time and uh, to do the job, even if your heart's not in it when you're writing a, you know, a, a, a news story about a, a, I don't know, a bookstore closing or something like that. And you just don't want to write about sad people anymore or whatever. If you just keep <laughs> doing it and you just keep like, you just keep, keep at it. Um, I think that, that uh, it's, you can, it, it, it really helps you writing. Anything helps you helps the next piece get better. Excellent. There you go, man. Wise words, from a fantastic writer that you definitely need to be uh, aware of and put on your radar, especially with the or comics panel of the nerds. You know, you, Snelson. So you know, please make sure to follow Paul on Twitter at paulconstant.com. Right? He also has a website. All right, mm-hmm. paulconstant.com. Make mm-hmm. sure to check that out. And yo, know, please go visit your. LCS right now because of course support your local comic shops because without them 100%. You, know, you know we we need them we need those, those community centers if you will <laughs> so uh-huh, Snel- absolutely Nelson is coming out August fourth but you can still pre order right now all right so make sure you do that it's a five issue series so put that whole uh, uh run 
on your pull list. Uh, I guarantee that you will love it. Trust me. All right. It's a, it's a great book. Paul, you've been an amazing guest. Thank you for sharing your time and your knowledge uh, knowledge, and, and just, you know, giving us some insight into the book and your, uh, you know, creative process. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan of the podcast. I'm going to be geeking out about this all week. I really uh, appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we're going to be sharing it over the place. It's already going to be live on, obviously, YouTube and Twitch. And folks, make sure to follow us on ComicCrusaders.com, UndercoverCaves.com, our extended podcast family. And please make sure to also download our uh, Google Play uh, app store, an app that's available on the Play Store today, Comic Crusaders app. is uh, Everything Comic Crusaders all in one spot, you know, our YouTube, our podcast, our website, and even our forthcoming uh, web store. So be on the lookout for that. Shout out to Lucas, you know, that's working on that, our retail officer. Paul, once again, thank you for your time. I'm going to just repeat thank again. Thank you so much. Paul on Twitter, Paul Constant, his website, paulconstant.com. Yeah, he keeps it constant, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just comedy is dying, the five issue series from the amazing publisher that is Ahoy Comics. Uh, mm-hmm. You get independent and, and, and kicking ass uh, for real. There are several titles that I enjoy. Shout out to Tom Pyre, shout out to uh, 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 Hannah and to David from Superfan as well for hooking this opportunity up for me to speak to. A homie that that that's after my heart again from my same age group. You know he feels me. Uh, <laughs> all, I love all right. So, all right. so Paul, thanks again, bro. You really rule. I really appreciate the time. All right. Uh, thank you so much, man. No, bless, bro. And everybody, you better order that book. Where Papa got to sepa? It's Almega. And I'm out. Later, my family. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this Comic Crusaders production. For real-time news on all things pop culture, please feel free to follow us on social media. For articles, original content, merchandise, and more, please go to www.comiccrusaders.com. Also, follow along with all of the websites of the Comic Crusaders family. As always, if you like this content, please click like and subscribe to the Comic Crusaders YouTube channel. Yeah.